Welcome everyone. This is Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about fear. Now, fear is one of those things that many people have and is given to them by themselves. That means we are our own worst enemy, but yet we don't do anything about it. We just live in fear. We just live in complacency. We just live with this idea that fear is just an accepted norm for our life. Fear was at one point good for us in the world when we were cavemen. And we had to make sure that there was nothing in the bushes that was going to kill us. Today, we don't have that as much. Yes, if you live in Texas, you have to be careful about wood piles and putting your hand around. Or if you're around a lake during moccasin season, things like that. If you're in the region where snakes could be, yes, you might want to practice some caution. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to be afraid of the snakes. Because a snake doesn't want anything with you. Is protecting itself, is protecting its territory. As we do too, we protect our house, we protect our belongings. So, in a sense, they're just protecting themselves. They're more afraid of us than we are of them. But yet, our fear is bigger than theirs because we have turned fear into something more than what it should be. So, today we're going to be talking about fear, breaking that down, and then understanding a little bit about how we can get over the fear. If you are an audio listener, Do not fret. I'm going to break down what I'm going to be showing you on my screen so you can easily understand the resources available to you. And if you're a video watcher, you just have to watch. When you go to the website revenconcepts.com, you are going to head over to the resources tab, go down the blog. And when you click blog, you're going to see all of the recent blogs. The recent blogs are not going to be talking about some of the things that I'm going to be talking about. For example, today we're going to be talking about fear. But I have written so many articles on fear, and the only thing you have to do is go into the search window, click fear, and then all of a sudden, all the articles that talk about fear are going to be there for you to read, digest, and then begin to implement. Respect and fear is talking about relationships in the fear aspect and then the relationship aspect of what is respect, the secrets of fear, right? You utilizing fear to your advantage, the fear factor. Candle in the wind, fight the fear. At the end of the road, confirmative versus morality. How to create awareness. Can a mindset coach help you, right? We are talking about the aspects of fear in all of these areas of the blogs because fear is one of those things we have to learn how to take control of because if fear is going to be our mentality, then fear is going to win all the time. So I was thinking about the concept of fear. And I mean, again, we have so many articles on fear already where I don't have to write another blog on fear. It's there for you. You can learn everything you need to know about fear. Of course, in the future, I'm going to write more because I have to remain relevant with what's happening in the world because fear is going to be a unique, evolving trend where eventually you might not be afraid of something that you were afraid of. For example, if there was a cure for a common cold, you would never be afraid again of getting the cold. Oh, I don't want to get sick, so I'm going to make sure I wash my hands all the time, or I'm going to make sure I don't put my hands to my face. If there was a cure for the common cold, there would be no fear to be getting sick. Now, of course, there could be other illnesses that are not going to be prevented, but yet we're not going to be living our life in fear of all the things that we can be having. Because if we do that long enough, eventually that becomes our truth. I talked about this on a guest episode one day where a woman was convinced that she had breast cancer and her left 
breast. And she was saying, well, I have cancer in this left breast. And every time she went in for the biopsy, it always came back negative. What happened 10 years later, she had cancer in her left breast. Is she a fortune teller? Is she a person who just knows what her body is going to be doing and she can predict it? Maybe, right? I'm not saying that she's not because I don't know her. What the mind does is it is so powerful because it's like, I'm going to create this. I'm going to create this. I'm going to do this. And if you tell yourself something long enough, eventually it becomes your truth. So for her, that truth was, I have cancer in my left breast. And that is what it was. So she finally developed it. There's other stories of the same mentality where people would think that they have a tumor in their stomach or something like that. And every time the person was conscious, if they went in for an MRI scan, they can see the tumor. Yet when the person was unconscious, the tumor wasn't there. So I'm not sure how that happens. You can read on it. It's something that really happened where a person told themselves that they have a tumor. They believed it so intently. And whenever they went in for the MRI, they had their fear confirmed, right? It was a tumor. It is a tumor. We have to do surgery. So after the person was sedated, the surgeon had did, and I'm not sure if this is malpractice, but they did a pretend surgery, right? They didn't cut her open or anything. They just said, okay, we're going to do surgery on you, bring them into the surgery room. Then after the surgery, the only thing they did was they put a large band-aid, a covering over the area where they were going to do the surgery. And they just told the patient, do not touch it for about a week so it can heal. After the week, it was all healed. It was miraculous. And then guess what happened? The person thought, well, the surgery was successful. There's no more tumor. So when they were conscious and they went for the MRI scan, there was no tumor. So fear can be one of those things that we self-create for ourselves, because if we're always going to be adding fear to our life, adding fear to our repertoire, we are going to find that we are not going to be doing the things that we're supposed to be doing because we have a fear of the things that we have created in our mind. That is going to be very difficult for some people. For example, if we watch the news, we're always going to be given something to be worried about, whether it be from an illness, a pandemic a policy of presidents of the past, of hate, of terrorism. There's just so many things that can go on that's going to put our mind into a negative focus. And what happens after that negative focus is that our brain learns to be in that type of thinking, right? I'm going to be in this wavelength of always worrying about something. I'm going to worry about if people around me are sick. I'm going to worry about if people around me have a certain type of mentality. And then we become very singular in what we do. And I'm not saying that you can't choose who you support. And I'm not saying that you can't do what you want, right? You still have that freedom. But yet, the fear is going to dictate so much. Recently, I was watching a video of South by Southwest. There was a bunch of people going around. They were asking people about masking. So they were saying, well, do you believe that masking should be happening? And the people were like, yes, I still believe it should be happening. But yet, these people weren't wearing masks. So the fear is there, but yet the action is not there. What is the true normal? Because eventually at some point, the people who are wearing masks are going to say, well, I'm not going to wear masks anymore because I feel safe. I have enough boosters. I feel confident. And then that fear right there dissipates. It's the same thing as if we say, I'm strong enough. I'm able to do something. So it's just that switch in our mind, right? That switch that's telling us we can do something or we can't do something. And for the people who think that, well, I have the ability to get sick, 
are going to get sick at a higher rate than the people who say, well, I'm good regardless. And I know right now there's a bunch of natural immunity conversation. We are looking at the mentality aspect and and we just talked about it. I just talked about the lady who thought she had cancer in her left breast. I just talked about the individual who had tumors and it would come up on the MRI when they were conscious, but when the surgery happened, the surgery happened, it was no longer there. So we are giving ourselves this sickness. And the reason why I'm saying this in this way is because when I was a teacher, I got sick once a year only once. I thought, well, you know, this is just a natural way, right? I'm a teacher. Kids are rubbing their boogers and they're coughing and they're sneezing on me. That's life, right? Deal with it. All right. Now, I always gave myself that mentality. I'm going to get sick once a year. That's just life. But the craziest thing happened when I left teaching and I was no longer teaching. I was not near kids or anything. I still got sick once a year until I told myself, I said, wait, why am I getting sick? There should be no reason why I'm getting sick. You're healthy. You're sanitary. You take good care of yourself. What is the reason for this sickness, right? People don't just get sick because they get sick, all right? There's a reason. There's a cause for it. You went outside with wet hair. You were around a sick person and you didn't take your vitamins or you were just allowing them to cough on you and you didn't do anything about it. For example, like covering your nose or wearing a mask or things like that, right? So there, I'm not saying masks are not effective. What I'm saying is the mentality it gives you, does it give you fear or does it give you certainty? Because if we look at the whole aspect of mask wearing, it's effective if the person is sick, not if the person is not sick. So if I'm sick and I wear a mask, I'm helping the people around me. Yet, if I'm not sick, then I'm not helping the people around me. And none of this BS saying, oh, you don't know if you're sick you know if you're sick. And we're going to be talking about that next week on self-assessment. But what I want people to understand is that the fear that you are giving yourself, like, oh, I'm going to get sick, naturally puts your body in that way of thinking, that wavelength. If you just say, well, I'm good. I'm good. I'm strong. I'm powerful, right? The affirmation, the words of affirmation, we say it in business. We say it in our daily lives. Yeah, we don't do it when it comes to the little things that we don't pay attention to. We just think, oh, this is just normal. Me getting sick once a year is normal. But then when I told myself, well, why am I getting sick? There's no reason why I should get sick. I didn't get sick anymore. And then all the people who are getting sick with the pandemic and things like that, I'm good. I'm good. Now, yes, we got it. But the circumstances were not because I went out and got it at the gym or from a friend or something like that. It happened because the missus, she works in the hospital. So there was a lot of patients who had this sickness. Then, of course, she brings it home and then... I get sick too. Now, walk in the park, number one, for the people who are complaining about it and worried about it, you can get over it, right? The human body has the strongest immune system, right? It has kept us alive for millennia. Why are we not allowing it to do its work? So yeah, I took my break. I took my rest and I slept it off, right? I let my body do what it was supposed to do. And I have rules, right? I have rules where if you're sick, don't go to the gym, you know, don't work out, let your body do what it has to do, right? And then from there, we just have to move on, right? I'm not going to be afraid of it anymore, right? I already had it. For example, if you fall down, right? You're not going to be afraid of falling down again, most likely, right? Like I'm sure you have fallen in your life. Maybe if you're older, you have that constant fear of falling. But if you're younger and you fall, you're going to just start running again. If you trip on a race, you might be thinking about that too. That's something that we give ourselves. It's a psychological battle. The psychology of fear is so strong, so potent 
that we have to understand. Are we allowing it to do good in our life or are we allowing it to do bad in our life? Most people are allowing fear to do bad in their life. They're allowing mainstream media to tell them exactly what they should be thinking, what they should be doing, and how they should be acting. That is a problem because you are in charge of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And the moment you relinquish the power of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, the world has control of your destiny. Yet many people want a good life. But if the world doesn't want to give everyone a good life because everyone wants a good life, there's only a certain amount of people who are going to develop the habits, develop the strategy to get there. One of the strategies I recommend is learning how to get over fear. How do you get over fear? Well, the first step is to acknowledge it's a lie. Fear is a lie. When we were born, we were born with two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling. That's it. That means every other fear going past those two fears we gave to ourselves. So if you're afraid of snakes, if you're afraid of dogs, if you're afraid of being alone or the dark or the boogeyman, you gave it to yourself. How did you get over those fears? You have to become strong. You have to give yourself the mindset, the skills in order to protect yourself. For example, if a snake comes, can you kill a snake? If a grizzly bear comes, can you get away or do you know the methods and the strategies to get away from the bear? Yes, you might practice some precaution, but precaution is not necessarily fear. It's preparedness, right? I would rather you be prepared than unprepared. A tool is good when you need it, not when you don't need it. You have a toolbox in your garage or under your sink or wherever you keep your toolbox. You might not need it every single day. Things in your house don't break every single day, and that's a good thing. You don't want that stress of things just breaking for no reason. So fear is just one of those things. And yet our society today operates on fear, thrives on fear. They say that people are evil. People are bad. Don't follow this person, right? That's fear. Stay away from this person. They're no good. That's fear of that person. Because even if I was around bad people, let's say I was like hanging around gang people, right? That's not my environment 24-7, but even if I inserted myself there for a week, right, it's still not my environment because I understand just because I'm around these people doesn't mean I have to adapt to their culture and to their nature. Yes, I'm sure they're going to be doing things that I don't approve of, but at the same time, if I look at these individuals, I'm going to see a different type of fear aspect. They might not be afraid of the law. They might not be afraid of the system. They are just having that fear of being stuck, staying where they are. And yet every single day they do the same thing. They have the same repertoire. And in their later years, if they look back, they're going to realize that they don't have much to show for it. Yeah, a couple of dollars, maybe a couple of pairs of shoes. But is that really life? Is that really living? It comes out that it is not life. It is not living, right? What do you want to be your legacy, right? Your kingdom that you create. And if you are living in an environment or a system that's keeping you stuck, you need to learn how to get out of that system. Again, in our country, we use fear, especially here in America, we use fear to control the populace. I'm going to put fear in you and I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. And then, of course, you're going to do it naturally because of fear. Stay inside because if you don't stay inside, you're going to get sick. Oh, I don't want to get sick, right? Fear. Don't follow this person because they're a bad person. Yet what the person is preaching, it could be something powerful. What would happen if the government implemented this tactic with Dr. Martin Luther King? Oh, don't listen to Dr. Martin Luther King because he is talking about things 
that are going to create divide and are going to create inequality in the world. And we have to make sure that a man like him is not rising into a leadership role because of the fear. They killed him. Why did they kill him? Because they were afraid of him. They were afraid of what he could accomplish. So our fear today, when someone is being pronounced, being a leader, being the person that's going to change in the entire system, we put them in jail. We cancel them, right? Hate speech. That is how we do it. We control how far they can reach their voice because social media is so powerful today where social media can be a good thing, but yet it's going to be so individualized unless you're on maybe Twitter. But even then, Elon says there's so much freedom, but there is going to be limitations to what you can say and what you can do. Of course, we want to stay legal. We want to do things that are positive in nature, that help people grow and prosper. And fear is not one of them. Fear doesn't help us in any single way. Yet, we can utilize fear that we have created, that the world has given us, and we can use it to our benefit. Similar to how motivation is temporary, fear is also temporary. Fear can be used as a fuel in our tanks to get us to take action. Yet, if we don't know how to control that fear and to move past that fear, we're going to be stuck in it. The best way I have found to step away from fear is to count to three or the five-second rule. The five-second rule is stating that our brain is going to start to develop blocks or obstacles once we pass five seconds. So when you wake up in the morning, you have an option to roll over, pick up your phone, look at the clock, or do something. You also have the option to count to five or count down from five. Me, I like counting down from five. It's more dramatic. I go five, four, three, two, one, and I'm up. Now, I very rarely do it because I know I just have to get up, right? The day is waiting for me. I'm not going to keep the day waiting. So the aspect of it, because you can count five, four, three, two, one, and nothing happens, right? You have to use that tool, right? It's a tool only when you know that for 100% certain you're going to do it. And I remember I did this in college too because I learned about the rule. So I said, I'm only going to give myself three seconds, right? So if I saw a pretty girl at the bar or something like that, I will go three, two, one, and I'll go talk to her. And for some reason, if I did three, two, one, and I didn't talk to her, I didn't talk to her, right? Because I developed that block in my brain. Like, oh, you know, I messed that one up. Even though I didn't go talk to her, I didn't get rejected. I still messed that one up. That's on me, the fear one. So I had to learn how to get over the fears. And in the moments in my life, when you have that fear hitting you, do you take action or do you retreat to safety? In our minds today, naturally, you're going to want to retreat to safety. But when you're stuck in fear, you have to face it head on. You have to attack it. And you have to say, no matter what type of fear is in my life, no matter what type of obstacles are in my way, I'm going to overcome it. And for the people who are stuck in their fear, I encourage you to head over to reverendconcepts.com. You can check out some of our free resources. Go to the blog section, type in fear, read all of those articles so you can learn more than this podcast has taught you on fear. And then begin to have a fear-free life because there should be no factor in your life that includes fear. Because if fear is going to be running rampant in your life, then you're going to find that your life is running rampant and it's not going to be running in the right direction. So I encourage you to go into the right direction of your best self, of your best life. And it's going to begin with you overcoming your fears, overcoming obstacles, learning tools and methods that are going to help you. And then after you're done reading those articles, I encourage you to sign up for a coaching session with me and you can begin that process to get your life on the right track, the best track 
that's going to help you choose courage, choose bravery, and choose abundance. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me coachingincession at gmail.com and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching in Session. Until then, everyone take care.